I think the biggest thing out of all the golden nuggets then was process what you said. Mm. Do you have a step-by-step process from when you get an inquiry to moving them all the way through the sales funnel to a client and a happy client at the end of it? If you get this right, the opportunity is huge. You win more projects, do it consistently. You'll be able to charge a higher margin. So when you get booked out at 18% and you booked out for six, six months, you can pick and choose, is this my ideal kind of client? Are there 500K villa renovation in the right suburb uh, with great people? Yo, Marty, what is up? How you doing? Yo, how's it going, my man? Fantastic. And what I wanted to let you know was I've been chatting with one of our members Mm -hmm. and they're based in Queensland and Brisbane to be specific. And we were chatting backwards and forward and they said they've got a fantastic handle on their numbers. They're working between a 23 to a 28% markup and they've got plenty of leads coming in because they've been putting in place the right TPB strategies. They've got their referral system in place. They're going great guns. They just need to up and improve their conversion, their sales process. So I was like, Mm. fantastic, perfect timing. Why don't Owen and I solve this today in our podcast so that everyone is going to have the right formula to understand exactly what to do to improve their conversion so that they can land bigger jobs, land them consistently, get rid of the tire kickers, and be able to make sure that they've got a great process qualify those leads into actual paying clients at a great profit. Exactly. Not competing on price. Awesome. Well, that's a damn good topic to cover today, but we've got even more pressing news. What what, what happened over the weekend, Marty? What did you get up to? Well, someone that I know very close to me turned 52, 52 years <laughs> yeah. young. And uh, nice. Sunday was my birthday. I went on a motorbike uh, ride with a mate up to Matakana for breakfast. Had a great breakfast. Then Kelly and I went to the casino. We donated $150 with fun tokens to the casino for uh, two hours, mm-hmm. then came home and went to the, um, Kelly was going to take our two boys to the movies, Demon Slayer. Now it's a Japanese anime. And I wondered like why they came back 45 minutes later. And apparently it's uh, an R18. And uh, whilst they've been watching it at home, apparently the theaters take a, uh, a dim view to an 11 year old and an eight year old going into that. So they came <laughs> home quite early. So it was quite funny. How about you, bro? Well, I, I didn't have quite as big of a Sunday fun day uh, as yourself. Happy birthday for the big five two! It's fantastic to get to work alongside you, and I'm looking forward to many years ahead. Uh, hopefully, I get to the big five two as well. So, dude, what did I do? I am training for my half Ironman in Geelong, so it was a case of swimming, running, and riding over the weekend. Uh, I think you ask me this question every single week, and the answer is always the same the last uh, couple of months but uh, i'm excited it's two weekends away uh, two weeks away one weekend march the 26th uh, if you're listening to this and it's march the 26th then message me and uh, ask for my results hopefully it is a sub 545 that's what i'm going for sub five so, hours 45 minutes how long is each discipline how so far? we've got a uh, swim cycle run in that order the swim is uh, 1.9 k the cycle is 90 kilometers and the run is 21 kilometers so it's a half marathon and then a half uh, ironman distance for both those it's a little bit shorter than the olympic distance for the swim i think an olympic distance swim is like 2.2 or something like that uh, which is what i'll be doing two weekends after 
this half is uh, back in Singapore and I'll be doing an Olympic distance triathlon. Uh, and then that is me. I'm done of uh, triathlons for a, a little bit and we'll be started training again for the ultra swim in Montenegro in uh, September. Awesome. So, and refresh my memory, where is Montenegro? Montenegro is uh, north of Greece, south of Croatia and opposite Italy in the, on the Adriatic Sea. So, uh, yeah. Nice. Right there in uh, Hrsek Novi, uh, just an hour south of Dubrovnik or uh, King's Landing in uh, Game of Thrones. Oh, perfect. Sounds uh, very yeah. exotic. I love it. Yeah, yeah. It's good fun. But uh, enough about what we're up to. Let's talk about what our members are up to. So you just walked us through that conversation that you had on the Facebooks with one of our members. They said that they're getting good margins, they're getting good leads, but they want help converting those leads. So... The, the opportunity is huge. Walk us through kind of like uh, what people are typically struggling with and what they need to do or what opportunity we're actually yeah. solving here. So I guess some of the challenges are you've got to work out what work is actually right for your team mm. and your company. And are you spending hours quoting but not turning them into turn them into clients on a regular basis? Or maybe you're competing on price to win jobs just to keep you guys busy. And we know that's always a race to the bottom. Maybe you've got plenty of leads coming in, uh, like these folks in Brisbane, but you're not converting them as high as you should be. So massive opportunity here to systemize things. And you've got to figure out, is it a marketing issue? Is it a sales issue? And what do we do to improve this? So we're going to break this down today, step by step. And uh, we're going to give you an opportunity at the end of it to get a hold of our seven-step high-converting sales process. So massive opportunity because, yeah, over you, own. what challenges do you see? 100%. Quite often people come to us in a couple of different camps. They're either doing great work already and they're growing through word of mouth, but they're the only ones that can sell, right? And they couldn't possibly hand any of the sales process over to their team and it's kind of hamstringing them and they're just tapped out. Or they aren't as fortunate. They're doing great work, but maybe they don't have the gift of the gab. They don't have the ability to sort of just, you know, like chat with people and they want a good process to fall back on and to supplement their marketing and to supplement their uh, maybe lack of skills when it comes to sales. Whichever camp you're in, whether you need help with uh, improving your skills or you need help, uh, you know, maybe taking some of the sales load off of yourself, a sales process is where you want to start, what you want to inspect and work out where we can have the most impact. Is it in improving the quality of the leads coming in? Is it warming them up more? Is it uh, having a process that when you go off and price them, they're not just kind of like left to their own devices and maybe going over and talking with other clients or other builders, I should say, sorry. You know, are they in with you and gonna build with you? In which case you don't have to compete on price. You can educate them more on why they should choose you over anybody else. Sales process is massively critical. So there's a huge opportunity for people to improve that so that they aren't the bottleneck in their business so that they can convert more and they don't have to price as many jobs throughout the year to uh, hit their sales, profit, targets, and so on. I think the biggest thing out of all the golden nuggets then was process what you said. Mm. Do you have a step-by-step -step process from when you get an inquiry to moving them all the way through the sales funnel to a client and a happy client at the end of it? If you get this right, the opportunity is huge. You win more projects, do it consistently, you'll be able to charge a higher margin. So when you get booked out at 18% and you're booked out for six six months, then you might, you can pick and choose, is this my ideal kind of client? Are they a 500K villa renovation 
in the right suburb uh, with great people. But if you're not busy and you don't have steady lead deal flow coming in, you might be like, holy shit, I just need to win this job at a lower margin just to keep my guys busy. And that's what we want to avoid at all costs. So it comes down to having a good sales process, being able to convert jobs consistently, have a good step-by-step process that takes people from cold to sold. So you're going to educate them, nurture them, get booked out six, 12 months at a great margin. You've got a confident future, great cash flow, and then you can hire and attract the right kind of guys who are going to massively um, you know, help you build a great company. 100%. A lot of people view kind of the sales process and the marketing in, as well as kind of exclusively marketing and selling for more projects when the reality is you want to build one so that you can market and sell good people, right? And that goes for prospects, but it also goes for subcontractors, network, employees, uh, architects, real estate agents, mortgage brokers, people that you might want to expand your network with. Because uh, when, like, the labor market is tight, right? And you're interviewing people just as much as they're interviewing you. They want to come and they want to work in a team, in a community, with a company and with an owner, operator or a boss that aligns their values, does cool work, pays them well, obviously, and has good process to make their life easier. So if you can really demonstrate that, you're going to attract good employees or good team members just as much as you're going to attract good projects. So the thing that I would just add to this is as we're going through all of this today, Yes, this is fundamentally set up for attracting great projects and converting those. But also, there's many things that you can pull the thread on here, take away, and apply to your hiring process that we'll be covering in the weeks to come. Because when we're attracting good people, we take a lot of the lessons and learnings from attracting good projects and apply it to our talent acquisition pipeline. So uh, as we go today, just be considering things like that. 100%. A key tenant that we live and die by is... Sales is easy when marketing does the heavy lifting. It's like, what does that mean? Well, if people haven't heard about you, they don't know you, they don't know, like, and trust you, then it's much harder to make a sale because you've got to cover off all those things. And people have got all these concerns and reservations in their mind. Like, this is the biggest investment typically of their life. So they've got four key questions Mm -hmm. that we need to answer, and you can either do it on the site visit or you can do it much earlier through your marketing, through your sales funnel, through your emails, through your social media, through your website, etc. So the, the four keys everyone has before they buy anything is, who are you? Who's your company? Can I trust you? And how specifically can you help me? So we want to make sure that we're answering those on your website. Do you have video testimonials? Do you have a how we work with you video? Do you have case studies? Do you break down how what's going to actually happen in the site video? Are you just coming out for a chat? Or you're going to actually go through their budget, scope of works, how we work with you, who's going to be visiting them on site, who's going to be in their home, uh, and the rules that you've got for your guys on site, particularly if it's a renovation. 100%. So those four questions, those five concerns, okay, are where we 100% would start. And to solve them and satisfy them, we would be looking at our TPB marketing pillars. But uh, again, those four questions, who are you? Who's your team? How can I trust you and how can you help me specifically? Uh, That's normally focused around the five concerns. Marty, do you want to walk us through those five concerns next? Yeah, exactly. So once we've got that generic, you know, four key questions that anyone asks, they've then got five 
specific questions regarding their project. So that's around budget. Will it come in or under budget? Because people have heard horror stories. Time. Is it going to hit the timeline? So if they've got their mother-in-law moving in and you need to add one bedroom to the house, will it be done in the next 10 weeks' time when you say it will? Next is quality of work. So do you have Master Builders Awards? Do you have a quality assurance checklist? What are the systems that you've got that you can make tangible the intangible promise of the great work that you say you can do? Next is trust. So trust is, a, particularly in uh, services, service-based businesses, is a huge component. And so how do we demonstrate trust? So we want to put out testimonials. We want to put putting out blog posts, social media, your guys on site, the rules of the game. So what are the rules that your team abide by when they're on site? And lastly, communication. So it's one thing to say you've got great communication, but another different thing to say, we will have a weekly meeting each week. On our toolbox meetings, we will be going through uh, where the guys are up to, what they'll be working on, uh, health and safety, etc. These are what our guys abide by when they're on site. So it might be our guarantee is that no noise, no swearing, no dogs, and we'll use drop sheets when we come into your home. The guys will take their shoes off, etc., so they won't put mud through your house. And maybe you've got a guarantee over and above maybe the master builder's guarantee or the HIA or the NAHB guarantee that says we guarantee your move-in date or we will pay you $115 for every day that we're over, excluding obviously any architect's changes or anything outside of the builder's um, responsibility or control. So if you're two weeks late, so 14 days, well, let's make the maths easy. If you're 10 days late, then you're going to have to pay 1150 bucks. But if that helps give the client confidence and helps you to land a job, at, say, a 22% margin instead of an 18% margin, then it's going to make a massive difference. If it's a million-dollar job, instead of making 180 grand, you just made 220 grand. So five concerns, budget, time, quality, trustworthiness, and communication. So we want to show all the systems that you have in your business that help to ease those five concerns. 100%. So, you know, we want to show not just tell that's why whenever somebody's building a website they're doing their info pack with us uh, or they're structuring their entire sales process we always want to make sure that we've got a physical tool physical resource to go ahead along with your sales process because you can turn up and maybe you've been doing sales process this way where you turn up you spin a great yarn you connect with people really well you meet them on site go for a coffee some cake you know you know your stuff you're a great builder and that's what's got you from where you are to where sorry from where you were to where you are but potentially to go to that next level you're going to need to build out process or improve skills and often the process around the sales looks like getting some supporting documents so that it's not just you telling people you're great no nah, no nah, we're awesome at quality don't you worry like we're great at it right you want to show people that you're good at quality yeah, 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 we're really good at quality. Don't you worry about it. We've also got here our 287 point quality control checklist. This is so that we don't just hit industry standards, but we exceed them to our XYZ construction company quality standards. All right. And we go through this with our foreman on each stage of the project. And again, before all code of compliance meetings. And again, when you come through with your site visit weekly. And that's going to give the person absolute confidence that their concern around quality is satisfied. And that's just one example. We use our marketing pillars, our TPB marketing pillars, 
to answer these four questions and satisfy these five concerns. Now, I'm not going to go through all of them, but for example, that's like meeting the team, how we work with you, guarantee your magic story, your case studies, your preferred partners, and your testimonials. And a lot of those uh, tie into the trust element. So one of those big five concerns was trust. How can I trust you? How do I know that you're not one of those horror story builders that I've seen around? Well, really simple. Trust is transferable and trust is accumulative. So if you've got one case study or one testimonial on the site, that's not as good as the bloke that's got three. And three is not as good as the bloke that's got 30. If I, if you've been in town for the last 15 years and you've been working around, maybe you haven't ever had site signage. And maybe when you do publish your, your logo and you do start having site signage, I might still not know who you are. But if you are going to take the, your, your preferred partners or supplier network, I might recognize Bunnings logo, Mitre 10 logo, Placemakers logo, or the merchant, the electrician, the plumber that's also been driving around town for the last 15 years. I might recognize their logo. I might know them through the sports club. And trust is transferable. I have the trust associated with their, them and that supplier. And therefore, I'm going to transfer that trust to you because, you know, if it's good enough for Jim's plumbing and I know Jim and Jim's a great guy and my kids play football together, then I'm going to transfer the trust and associate it with you as well. So quite often what people miss massively and a quick and easy way to build trust amongst your market is to publish and present your preferred supplier network. So it's not just you and your dog. It's you, your dog, your suppliers, your merchant, your trades partners, right? Your team members and all these other associations that you might be part of because trust is transferable and trust is accumulative. 100%. And just going with uh, the alliteration and play on words, trust. Do you have a trust account that you're putting their money into for the specific build that is untouchable so that their trust goes up exponentially that you won't run off and buy another Ford Ranger or Lambo or go down to the uh, the Porsche dealer and be buying a new GT3 next week. So everything that you can do, you can say that, but if you make it tangible and you show the separate account, it's just another string to your bow of how you can go from making this, I guess, a, uh, a comparing apples to apples to apples to oranges because you're so obviously far and above everyone else that has just come along, hasn't sent an info pack, doesn't have a how we work with you, doesn't have video testimonials, doesn't have a separate trust account, doesn't have a quality assurance checklist, and you've visually represented these to people on your website and your info pack through your video testimonials, your how we work with you video. It's just an absolute game changer because this is people's biggest investment of their life. So are you fishing for the mm. high Hyundai drivers or are you going after the, uh, the Cadillac or the Holden drivers? Or are you going after the Range Rover, Porsche, Lambo drivers? Like They've all got their merits, but just make sure that you are fulfilling, overcoming as many of those five concerns and those four questions that people have. Now, you can address them firstly in your marketing. So do you have a great deal flow? So do you have constant leads coming through? Are you educating and nurturing people? So there's 5% of people. If you get 100 people during the year or 100 people in a room, there'll be five people in that room who will be ready or looking at building right now, whether it's renovation or a new build. There'll be 25 people in that room who are 25% of people who might be looking in the next three to six months. And then there'll be 70% of people who not interested in building, not their brother's a builder, et cetera, so they're just out of the market. So we want to focus on, sure, great, we want to get those 5% who are ready right now, but what are we doing? The gold is really in that 25% who might be three to six to nine months away. 
what are we doing to get them into our list? What are we doing to get them into our world and show them case studies? Move from, you know, interested to trusted advisor to, hey, these are the go-to guys because they have all these systems. They've got video testimonials. They've got case studies. They're putting out these blog posts. They're showing that they're expert, the expert. And I really like it because they've done a villa renovation just like our villa. So overcome their concerns, mm-hmm. guarantee video testimonials, how we work with you, and define your ideal client. So those are some of the key marketing strategies that you can implement before it gets to the sales process. Totally. And what often people forget, and this is where I see a lot of people go wrong, is they don't understand that there are two parts to this equation. There's the traffic and there's the conversion. And what most people will do is they will focus on traffic. By only focusing on traffic, you're filling your bucket up, which has holes in it. And all these leads are spilling out the side. Either it takes too long for you to return the quote, the quote's inaccurate, you're charging for your quotes, and people are like, what? what are you talking about? I don't want to pay for my quote. I can just go down the road and get a free quote. You're not following up the leads correctly. You're not positioning them well for a site visit. You're not giving them an info pack. There's 101 things that you want to do. So quite often, the biggest mistake I see people make is that they focus on more traffic, more leads, and that is not what we want to do. We want to focus on conversion. How do we position, nurture, and convert the existing leads and the future leads so that we aren't just pricing jobs to keep everybody busy, pricing 100 jobs to convert 10%, right? We want to get the right kind of projects, convert them at the right margin, having priced them under a preliminary contract agreement or getting paid for your time. And we need to make sure that to do these things, we focus on process and sales process. So what Marty just ran through is some of the positioning and some of the marketing, and that is critically important. But, and you're going to need to parlay some of that into your sales process. But what we're going to focus on now is the actual process and the steps that you should go through to get high margin work, high conversion, fill yourself up, and then be comfortable and confident to invest into people and process thereafter, because you know you've got six to 12 months worth of work booked out in advance. Exactly. So the next step, once you've got plenty of leads coming through, is sales process. And arguably, it's the first step because you want to make sure that you convert the few leads that you do have coming through. So if we run through the seven-step process now, first is an inbound phone script. So when you pick up the phone, are you halfway up a ladder going, yeah, hold on, mate, a bit busy. Uh, can I give you a call back? Or hold on, just in my rangey, uh, yeah, I'll get back to you, mate. Or do you have someone answering the phone or yourself going, hello, welcome to XYZ Construction. Just so I can help you best, do you mind if I ask you a few questions? Tell me about your project. Do you have consent? Do you have plans? What's your budget? When do you need to be in by? What's most important to you in the project? Have you spoken to any other builders? Do you have an architect involved? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Secondly, then we want to qualify our people. So are they a good fit for the right kind of work? So we might have some qualifying criteria that we can either put A in the application on our website and B, in a email or a template that we send back to them to us. So we're going to qualify these people. Are they the right kind of people for us? So we've got templates, everything for this step-by-step on our membership site. Next, we're going to send them an info pack. So prior to doing the site visit, we're actually going to send them out an info pack. And an info pack looks uh, kind of similar to this. And it'll take people through, who are you? Who's your company? Can I trust you? How specifically can you help me? type of work you've done, how do you operate on site, what systems do you have, who are your partners, and so it really helps to answer those four key questions, who are you, who's your company, can I trust you, and how specifically can you help me. 
So remember when we said earlier, marketing does the heavy lifting, then sales becomes easy. That's what your info pack does. And your info pack is basically like your website on steroids. So it's going to help answer all those five concerns and cover off those four key questions that people have. Then the next key part is, are you charging for your prelim budget? So we're then going to go to, once we've seen the info pack, next step is obviously the site visit. And during the site visit, we've got mapped out. We're not just going over for a chat. We're actually going to go through their scope of works and their budget. And we're going to figure out how we can make our magic work based on all our experience and take them through our process. So our prelim budget process, the benefits to them of that, the project management, who's going to be on site, who's in the office, how do variations and change orders work, etc. What are our guarantees? So we've got a far more comprehensive process when we first see them. And we might actually take some of our sub-trades or subcontractors with us to that first meeting as well. Then we've got the prelim budget, step five. Then we've got the actual uh, action plan. And so rather than just being a quote, our members use what's called an action plan. And so what we do is because we see, we've seen 2,500 building companies under the hood over the last 19 years, we take best practice of what's working really well for each member, interview them, and then upload that into there into your world so it's ready so one of our members used this uh, to land a job 35 percent more and it was a uh, 1.3 million dollar job versus a million dollar job because he had all those extra elements and they weren't the high undo buyer they weren't the ford pinto buyer so of course we interview them we template it and then all our other members can use these high converting templates as opposed to just printing out a price or using something that uh, many of the software softwares have that spits out a price. So imagine what difference it could make to you if you had a very high converting template. So then next step after the action plan, or the quote, is last, how do I actually present this in person? What's the sales script? What's the positioning? How do I overcome any objections, concerns, lay them out up front so that we have a higher chance, 50 to 80% of winning the job? There's a, there's a lot to it, but the reality of all of this is it's actually working smarter, not harder. So many people will go, ah, oh, maybe I'll do half of that stuff. Uh, I actually don't mind quoting, you know, like 15 to 20 jobs a year. No, 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 that's incorrect. That's the wrong uh, frame of thought. You need to run the, your numbers through our pricing for profit calculator and our planning for profit calculator. And you need to identify where your sales process is currently converting it and what the impact would be on your time if you could increase that sales conversion rate. So typically we never want to aim for 100% sales conversion rate. That means you're too cheap, you're leaving money on the table and you're probably doing projects that actually aren't perfect for you, okay? You know, you need to really inspect yourself and work out what kind of business you wanna build if you're converting 100% of the jobs that you price. We also shouldn't be accepting a sales conversion rate lower than 50%. That is too low and that means that you are working too hard to pricing too many jobs for not enough contract conversions, okay? So depending on where your sales conversion rate is at and then where your leads are dropping out of the process, they're dropping out of the inbound script at stage, they're dropping out at the qualifying stage, they're dropping out at the info pack stage, they're dropping out at the site visit stage, they're dropping out at the uh, preliminary contract or the charging for quotes stage, or they're dropping out at the signing on the line and contract uh, conversion checklist stage. Where are they dropping out? You can then inspect what part of the process you want to improve. And then you want to make sure that you're 
training not just the process but the person as well and that might be you or it might be some of your team because maybe you're not the best person to sign the deal maybe you're not the best person to do the site visit maybe you're not the best person to answer the initial phone call because you are on site all day right so you need to inspect the process and then the person because all of this is not deterministic Okay, so what that means is you don't do A, B, C and get D. You don't just put the sales process in place and then start converting perfectly. Like That's not how life works. And you know that life is not deterministic. It's probabilistic. And that means that you do A, B, C and you increase the likelihood of getting D. And that comes down to how well you can execute this. And we've got members that have phenomenal examples. And that's one of the benefits of looking through the membership site. You can see member examples of how well they've executed. So you know what A plus looks like. Or in some cases, you know what a level 12 looks like. And you, you thought you were at level eight. And then you see a level 12 and you're like, oh, damn, actually, I was only a level six. Uh, <laughs> that's a, something else entirely. So it's really important that you break this down, you inspect it, and then you go after it. I'm not sure that's actually a word, Owen. Are you, I think you might have just made that word up. Hey, Siri, is deterministic a word? I found this on the web. Yes, it is. You're a genius. I knew that it was a, a, a reason that I was learning more today. That's the physics classes for you. Physics is a very good subject. It teaches you uh, first principles thinking. Very good subject. That's where I learned all my smart stuff from. I think one of the things that we haven't talked about is the confidence that it gives you when you do have a great step-by-step -step process. And it's kind of like, how do you eat the elephant? Well, by bite and break it down and eat the elephant one chunk at a time. So some members results that we see every week, like Rob just last week landed a 1.2 and a $1.3 million job at 24%. Tom has booked six out of six projects and is now booked out for another 18 months. Michael in Austin, Texas, just landed a $1.2 million job. John in Auckland just landed a job, $1 million at 24%. Rich landed a job 31% higher on a $1.1 million job. Uh, Steve just booked three more jobs at 22%. So we see the, these results all the time. And I guess the good thing is that having a step-by-step -step process, you can really break it down. You can use world-class best practice of what's working right now. So I guess, what do you see as the key things to make this work? Like mindset is one, Owen, to, yep. to make sure that you're going to keep going, you're going to figure it out. What do you think are the key things to make this work, sales? 100%. So I don't want to generalize too much because everybody's situation is slightly different and your skill set is going to be slightly unique as well. But what I see by and large after working with thousands of building company owners on this process is a couple of key things. Number one, they don't actually schedule a time to follow their leads up, to chat with them on the phone, and they don't follow a script or process there. They kind of like pick up the phone, have a yarn. Oh yeah, they weren't really ready for a build just yet. Or, you know, they're just shopping around. Or then when they do talk, they kind of drop everything and go and see them on site the very next day. It doesn't respect their time. It doesn't respect uh, the client's time. So that's kind of mistake number one. They don't have a process for the very, very beginning. And they often sometimes just don't follow leads back up in a timely manner. The second thing, second big thing is they don't send the info pack in advance of the site visit. They turn up with the info pack. They turn up and go, G'day, how you doing? I got this for you. It's an info pack. And the person then takes it, 
Thank you so much. Hey, so tell me all about your business. Like, who are you? What's your team like? How can I trust you? And how can you help me specifically? So no, 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 no. You give that in advance. This turns up a couple of days before you turn up. It's why we don't go and see them on site the very next day. You've got to give them some time to review this so that they can look through it and go like, oh, wow, I didn't know his kids played football with my kids. Oh, I didn't know they did that project down the road. That was a lovely house. Oh, interesting. They've got, you know, a project management software or a quality control checklist or, you know, a site visit agenda that they use or whatever might be in your info pack. So that when you turn up to the site visit, you go, hey, how'd you get on with my info pack? And they can ask some questions. You can do some follow-up. You go, here, let me show you. Page six. This is your, this is the team and this is who's going to be working with you. So that would be uh, mistake number two that I see. People don't send the info pack in advance. The third and final big mistake that I see, well, 3A and 3B here, okay? So 3A is that they don't charge for their quotes, the professional services. You can't charge for a quote when everyone is giving free quotes, okay? Let, I'm just gonna repeat that. You cannot charge for a quote in a world where everyone gives free quotes, but you can charge for your professional services. And that typically looks like a preliminary service agreement, which is a prerequisite to building. You couldn't possibly build without a working set of drawings. You couldn't possibly build without uh, a clear inclusions or exclusions list, engineering report, code of uh, you know, uh, council submission, whatever it might be that you need to build. That is what you need to put in place in advance of building. And that is your preliminary service agreement. And there's more detail on that. We'll go into another webinar. And the final thing is they don't deliver the quote in person. They'll email it through to them. And the first thing they'll do is they'll scroll to the bottom of the email, look at the price and go, ah, I think that bloke down the road can do it for 2000 cheaper. $2,000 and a million dollar job? It's like, no, no. Present it in person, put them through a quote as an action plan template and have a really clear process dialed in. So those are the, the four things really that I see people dropping the ball on after working with thousands of building company owners on this exact process over the last yeah. eight years. I think a big thing is to remember is sales is a skill. And just like any skill, it can be learned if you put the time and effort into mm. it. So follow a proven model, follow a best practice model that has broken down step by step. And so some of the keys that I would say is sales is easy when marketing does the heavy lifting. Number two, break it down step by step. So know your numbers. So if you got 30 leads during the month in terms of inquiries, maybe 14 were qualified to go and visit. They were over 250K, they were a renovation, they were the kind of villas that you want to work on, etc. Of those 14, maybe you finally you got to do 12 sites maybe six are in your wheelhouse the ideal kind of people ideal kind of project great for your team and you win half of those you m might now be booked out for the next four to six months depending on how big your team is but when you know those numbers you can break it down as you were saying earlier Owen, and hone in on what area to fix and just keep working on that area until you improve it and ideally take best practice of someone who's seen thousands of building companies and install that, whether it's a phone script, whether it's sending out an info pack in uh, advance, whether it's charging for your prelim budget, whether it's how you actually present the action plan. Have you been trained in sales? Are you converting quotes at the right kind of margin? And it's easier to do word of mouth, but word of mouth is not scalable. So we want to make sure we've got the TPB 1% referral system in place. And over here, be building out our own direct response strategies so that we can turn up or down the marketing taps, depending on how big we want to uh, grow our business and how full the pipeline is. 
So I think that's it's a big thing. One of our members has been um, wanting to, has been previously going through tenders, architects, and getting most of his work that way. And a big key is he needs to transfer over to direct response as well. So he can still get this work over here, but it's harder because you don't have final direct contact with the client typically. You're going via an intermediary, and quite often they might be giving two to three builders the price uh, or the project to price. So we want to make sure that we build out our own direct response machine that positions us at the top of the market, we get paid what we're worth, and we know our value. So what, what would you say in terms of steps to make this as actionable for people as possible, Alan, if they want to improve their sales and start converting more? 100%. So uh, what I would do is I'd start closest to the cash, okay? So if you've got projects that are, you've already submitted the quote for or you're just about to submit the quote to them, I would start with the presentation of a quote element. If you've got a bunch of leads that you need to follow up, then I would start at the beginning of the sales process. You want to identify your existing pipeline of leads and then start the strategy that's closest to the cash, which is a strategy that's going to help you convert the existing pipeline leads that you've got right now. You can't kind of uh, action stuff when the horse is bolted. So if you've got people right at the end of the sales process, it's difficult to increase the margin on them because they've been poorly positioned through the entire process. But if you can start with the people at the very beginning, then it's much easier. Okay, so I would identify your existing pipeline and start there. The second thing that I would do is I'd go back to basics. <laughs> Some people don't even have an existing pipeline. You see what's behind me? Big calendar. You need to have your leads board up on a wall that's visible for you every single day. I don't want to, I, I work with many members and they have it hidden away on a spreadsheet or on a software. Cool. If you're looking at that spreadsheet and you're looking at that software every single day, then that is fine. But it needs to be visible and it needs to be in front of everybody because you need to look at it and go, oh, hang on. It's Thursday today and we haven't had a lead this week. That's not good. What are we doing? Where's that lead come from? How's it work? Like, is it going through the pipeline? Is it going through the process? If you've got stuff hidden away, then it's out of sight, it's out of mind. Okay, and it's not a critical priority. So the second thing that I would do is I'd make sure you have a visible sales board or a visible sales process so that everybody on the team, not just you, knows where the leads are and knows what part of the sales process they are in. Those are two key things I would do to start with. Obviously, as well as downloading the resources that we've got available for you guys in the show notes. A hundred percent. I think some things to really think about is, one, this is people's biggest investment of their life. Know your market. So are you going after the Ferrari owner, the Porsche owner, the Hyundai or the Ford Pinto owner? So And fish where that ideal kind of fish is. Like... We got some landscaping done and uh, we had a range of different quotes from four and a half K to 17 grand. And we live in Auckland and we, this is for gardening and so forth. And we went with the 17 K one by Busy Lizzie and she charges a premium. She's does a lot of work in St. Helier's now suburb. And so we'd seen other testimonials on her website. Uh, she came around, she did a fantastic sales presentation. She had a guarantee. She showed, We met who were going to be the gardeners, who was going to be the landscapers, who was going to be in our house. And it just helped ease each concern. Whereas two of the other places did uh, quotes over the phone. One of them sent us through a quote and only one other company actually showed up and they were halfway, about eight grand. So we went with her. We broke it down into two stages. We've done the first stage and we'll be doing the second stage, uh, I think, starting next week. So know your market, 
know your value and demonstrate it in advance. So what are you sending to them? What's your info pack? What's your website? How are you putting out there in terms of video testimonials, case studies, wins, how we work with you? Real valuable stuff that people can go, hey, these guys are the people for me. Yeah, I think yeah. we've covered a lot today. We sure have. And we could go into far more detail. We've got free trainings and we've got uh, real boots on the ground experiences of each of these stages in action because you know there's a lot to just the qualifying there's a lot to the info pack there's a lot to the presentation requires an action plan there's a lot to the pricing for profit section okay but this is just a thirty thousand foot overview if you want more and you want to understand more then you need to go to the links below and download the resources we've got a, uh, a sales process checklist there we have a pricing for profit checklist there we've got a link to have a chat with one of our team like if you want to discuss your unique situation in a bit more detail then you can do do that as well but i would start there after first inspecting your own sales process your own uh, pipeline and going does this need work what parts do i need need uh, help with because you know good questions get good answers and then when you chat with one of the team you can ask a good question and get a good answer a good prescription so that's what where i would go and that's what i would start with Awesome. I love it. And I'll be using this framework and going through this uh, with uh, one of our members from Brisbane on Thursday. Fantastic. Well, I look forward to hearing how that sort of plays out. Uh, those are, those guys are awesome and they, uh, they're about to explode. They're about to take off. So I'm looking forward to sort of seeing how they, uh, how they put this one in place. So yeah, let us know how that goes, Marty. Will do. All right. It's been a pleasure. Make sure you get out there, crush it, and uh, yeah, just educate yourselves, take massive action, and we'll look forward to talking to you soon.